This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast with Chef Mary Mammoliti. Well, hello. This is Kitchen Confessions Cut for Time. And if you're here and you're wondering, why aren't you Mary? Well, that's because I'm Matt, producer and editor here to take you behind the scenes of our little show and share some of the things that we wanted to share, but didn't. In in other words, that which we cut for time. But before we do that, I always like to share a little fact. And today's fact is that every week, Mary and I have a production meeting where we go over schedules and the people that we want to talk to and what we're going to ask them and music and just general recording things. Usually the last about 20 minutes of those meetings consist of Mary uh, yelling back and forth whiskey recommendations between me and her husband, Frank. We discovered a little while back our shared interest of whiskey. And so just about every production meeting now ends with Mary yelling something like, Isla, no, I, Isla? No, he, does, he says he doesn't like Isla. Am I saying that right? I've become uh, something of a whiskey collector in recent years, and I've got a good uh, good number of uh, Frank's recommendations on my uh, whiskey board here, um, including Breckenridge, American bourbon, which is made using the water of melted glaciers, and Wayne Gretzky's very own uh, 99 Red Cask Whiskey, which is aged in red wine barrels. So a couple uh, cool picks. Uh, Frank's got a really great taste in whiskey, and hey, if you want to know what you should try, you go ahead and and tweet at Kitchen Confession Podcast, and you too can join the proud tradition of asking Mary to ask Frank what you should try. All right, let's get to it. This time on Cup for Time, we've got some excerpts from our interview with Susie Duragon. She's been on the show a couple of times, and, and she's a blogger and a baker and a recent cookbook author. She came on the show to share about her new book, Just Crumbs Baked, some of the nostalgic memories that she's got behind the recipes in, the, in there, and uh, as, as well, her experience self-publishing for the first time. So here's a little of what we cut for time. Just as I was sort of coming to the end of creating all the recipes and testing them and stuff, I remember meeting somebody and they were like, oh my God, I heard you're writing a book. And I'm like, yeah. And, and, and for anybody in your audience that doesn't know me, I think I'm hilarious, you know, because you what, are, I can, I can confirm that you and I are very similar <laughs> in that way. But like, you know, when I do a post, it's like, people are like it's funny because during this whole, um, the Black Lives Matter uh, over the last couple of weeks, just my last post, I kind of snuck a little joke in there. And so two people said, you're back. And I'm like, yes, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> um, so I met somebody and they were like, I can't wait for the book. It's going to be so funny. And I was like, uh, no. No, it's not going to be funny because I'm, how do I make bake it forward funny and be like, you know, very philosophical and talk about like the goodness in people. And like, I have two very different sides of me. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so I'm like, oh, I, ooh, how am I going to do that? So um, that's when I spoke to uh, Fina, who's my friend, Fina Scropo, who wrote a book called The Healthy Italian, but she's also an editor. That's her day job. And so I hired her to edit my book and we were talking and that's when she said to me, um, being a cookbook author, she said, you always have to assume that you may potentially write another book. So it's always good to have your first book uh, branded so that it's like, um, this book is called Just Crumbs Baked. So my next book might be called Just Crumbs Holidays. And my next book might be called Just Crumbs Tips, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that you kind of create, even if you're never going to do it again, it's good to have that sort of, you know, 
easy option the next one yeah and um so that's when she said we can do it like a cookbook you can insert all your humor into the book and then have a little section in the back talking about the bake it forward project so that's pretty much what it is so what is would it be your grandmother who was most influential to you yeah i i think so i think so yeah because you know she was i i i loved her um and she, you know she, she she meant the world to me and and you know like i said we, we weren't like it wasn't like we were baking every day or anything but she would mm -hmm. you know she would say things like you know she, she was i remember her talking about a boy in her town and she said uh she told me one day that he that was who she really loved and i was like wait you're not talking mm -hmm. about no no and she's like no she hated my grandfather like they, oh my screamed, they screamed at each other every day until the day they both died um oh yeah and so i remember saying like what are you talking about she said there was a boy in my town and she said and i loved him she said but i had to marry your grandfather because that's just how things were like you you were connected mm -hmm. to somebody that you were told this is who you marry and she said it's fine and i and i looked and she had this look in her eyes and i was like so sad for her and then she said to me and at this point she was almost 80 and she said to me, not a day goes by where I don't think about him. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I want to cry. <laughs> so so yeah. she was like, those are, those are weird conversations that you don't generally have with like an old Italian grandmother. So, yeah. Okay, so we've talked about nostalgia, your book. What are you curious or passionate about like right now? Right now. Gosh. Honestly, Mary, my, my head is spinning like I can't tell you it's it's um I, I can't even think about what I'm passionate about because I feel like there's like a million a million things I should be doing a million things I should be learning a million people I should be talking to and mm -hmm. it's really hard to to like focus on on the on the beauty of the moment if that makes any sense I mean I live on a farm and I live on 35 acres and I have, you know, oh, water in my backyard. And, and it's funny, I was talking to my son's girlfriend the other day who was here and, and in the summer, it's really pretty in the winter. I feel like I live in Narnia. It's like mm. really very <laughs> cold here, so, but um, in the summer it's beautiful. And, you know, it's, you look outside and it's a, uh, you know, there's wheat fields and it, they're all blowing and you can see the sun setting over the hills. And, mm -hmm. and my son's girlfriend said, she goes, Susie, it looks, it's so pretty here. And I said, honestly, I said, when I close my eyes and I think, I wonder what heaven would look like. That's what I think of. Like, I just mm. think like if I died, that's what I think. I would picture me somewhere with a big table, making some kind of food on the table and, and what I see every day, that's what, what I would see. So to me, I, like, I think what I'm passionate about would be to be able to rein in my time and, and focus a bit more so that I could enjoy all those moments you know like and be I, I, in the moment yeah it's, instead that's of rushing really, through yeah, it yeah really really hard for me yeah i get that I have, I have squirrel brain to the nth degree it's it's really bad um to a point where i i actually don't understand people that don't have squirrel brain it's really like you know I, I a lot of creatives do though yeah i know and nobody will give you the right answer nobody will say oh you know like uh, you should do this to focus on, on, you know, and I, I did yoga for eight years. I tried meditation. I like, oh, mm -hmm. I can't tell you the amount of money I spent on things, but, um, I, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's such a detriment to, to just being 
present, right? Being like, you know, like I grow mm-hmm. my own, we, I grow 70% of what we eat in the summer and it's awesome, but I'm literally rushing through everything. Like last night, it was like the sun setting. I'm out there and picking things. I'm getting bitten by mosquitoes. I'm yeah. running in. I'm, you know, taking stems off of kale. My husband's like, come and sit down. I'm like, I'll be there in a minute. And, you know, cleaning the table. And so it's just, everything is rushed. So I think if I could just slow down, that to me would be the best. Okay, before you go, it's time for my kitchen confession. I am a pesto lover, yet a basil killer. Every year, I try and plant a whole bunch of basil that I can use. I love throwing it in everything. I cannot, however, for the life of me, keep them alive. At the end of last last year's growing season, I uh, confidently shared some tips that I had learned with Mary about uh, how to keep basil from bolting or or when it tries to go to seed when it does that it loses a lot of the flavor in the in the leaves and the stem gets uh, all woody as if it's like trying to turn itself into a bush and uh, it's just kind of no good for cooking so i shared a couple tips with her very confidently this is what you have to do to grow good basil now at the start of this growing season i confidently planted two new italian basil plants and proceeded to overwater them and then forget them outside in a 40 degree heat wave And when it came time to compare shots with Mary, she sent me a photo of her basil bush, which had grown double in size at least. Deep green, beautiful, looked amazing. And then I sent her a photo of my measly, pale green, woody-stemmed, sad little basil. That's it. That's all you get. You know where to find us, at Kitchen Confession on Instagram. Please reach out and let us know what you think. Or go to kitchenconfession.com to hear literally everything we have ever done. Thanks to producer and host, Mary Mammoliti, and thank you for sticking with me.